0: Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to message number three in this series called "The Rapture, Hope, and Comfort." You know, it is amazing that the, Jesus always tells us how to find the solution to whatever to whatever we're facing, and it, it always amazes me how that we just overlook what Jesus said. We go we go talk to a counselor. We go talk to a pastor. We go talk to our mama. We go talk to a friend. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with talking to those other people, but uh, talking with other people about how to make a decision should always start with, these are the scriptures that I'm looking at. Help me understand these. And really it should also only come after a time of praying about God, give me wisdom about how to apply these scriptures right here that, uh, you know, you know, that I'm looking at. So, Today we're going to be talking about something that I'm assuming you probably never, ever, ever heard a message like this. But you're going to be glad that you did. It's called "Choose How You Will Die." Now, man, that's got to be kind of shocking right off the bat. But let me remind you in Hebrews two, of uh, fourteen and fifteen, uh, we were the Bible teaches us that it is be it is being. Are having a fear of death that causes us to stay in bondage to the devil. So, if I want to overcome bondage to the devil, then that can't happen unless I deal with my fear of death. And once I deal with my fear of death, then basically that bondage is broken from me. Now, the amazing thing about this, and I, I you know, I discovered this as a new believer. Uh, I think it was in the book of John where I read, when, you know, that that when we believe we are passed from death into life, I, I will never forget coming to that reality that before I came to Jesus, I wasn't alive. I was abiding under the penalty of death. I was, you know, I, I, I was already dead, if you will, and that when I came to Jesus, I accepted the judgment of God against the wicked Jim Richards, you know all that i had been up until that point all that i would ever be without him i accepted the judgment of death but i also accepted the uh the positive judgment of resurrection from death of being raised up with jesus being raised up in righteousness and actually putting death behind me now that didn't instantly get me over the fear of death but you know i went through a lot of those kinds of things growing up where It forced me to have to think about certain situations much earlier than most people would. You know, I came into this world passing blood in my urine. My kidneys were messed up. My mother told me I would have been the first person in the United States to have a kidney transplant if we had not been so poor. And then, you know, it wasn't eventually I, when I was in, I think the third grade, I got, uh, uh, meningitis just about died from meningitis. Then I was in repeated, you know, automobile accidents where I almost died, you know, from automobile accidents. I mean, I I could just go down the list of things that you probably would not even believe where I've had to consider the possibility of facing death many, many times in my life. So I thought about these things as a young believer, I thought about, and let me say this, uh, being in the hospital so much when I was young, it made me understand that I could face pain. It made me understand that I could handle those kinds of situations. But I tell you what, it made me have not a fear of dying, but a fear of suffering. Uh and I tell you, as a new believer, I remember thinking, you know, Father, I, I want to sort this out. I will serve you. I'll die for you. That's what it takes. But unless there's a reason for it, I do not want to die a violent death, and so that's something I started working out in my heart as a a new believer. Well, I didn't realize that as, as we come to this stage of life where persecution is already breaking out all over the world and eventually will be a worldwide phenomenon, that as bad as that is, as limiting as that is for quality of life, the real truth is it actually gives me options that, as a believer, I never really, really had to deal with before. So the fact that we are nearing the uh, the tribulation, the fact that we are nearing the rapture, means that we actually have options that we have never, ever had before. And I hope you're not going to cut me off because this is not foolishness. This is not hype. This is not uh, you know some far out weird thing, but this is something that we do have the ability to make some choices about how we're going to die. so um most of what we have been taught about the rapture is actually not biblically correct, therefore not. It doesn't seem like believers today are actually looking for the rapture. They don't love the second come, They don't love the second coming of Jesus. They're not. They're not positive about all of this. It is really viewed very negatively because of what religion has taught us. Religion, yeah. You know, over the years, I can't tell you how many parents I've talked to about. Okay, are you are are you ready for Jesus' return? You know, most people would say no. No, I'm, I'm not ready. I have people that I love that are not saved, and so. Uh, of course, you know, that begs the question then, what are you doing with your time? I mean, that, that's we are the bride of Christ. The only thing we're supposed to be doing is preparing ourselves and helping influence the world to be ready to meet the Lord Jesus. When Jesus told the disciples, occupy till I come, that means uh, be doing business and gaining ground for the kingdom of God. And so, you know, people are afraid because their children are not born again, or the grandchildren are not born again. But my question is, so what are you doing about it? Are you you seeking to get that worked out so that you don't have this heaviness and this dread on your life? But the main thing that causes people to have that fear is here is what we have been taught about the rapture, the second coming of Jesus. We have been taught that at the rapture Uh, everybody that's born again is going to be raptured. Everybody that's not is going to be left here on planet Earth. And we are told the only way they can get saved is to get beheaded, you know, for their faith. And so you have this idea that if there's a rapture right now, that everybody here on planet Earth is left with fewer choices, fewer options, fewer opportunities to actually Depart peaceably from planet Earth, but that is just not true. You know, the Bible teaches us very clearly that people are going to get saved during the millennium, uh, uh, during the tribulation, and then ultimately people uh, are going to be able to come to know the Lord during the millennium. So, I'm to, I'm just going to touch on this. I don't know that. I hope this doesn't make things more confusing uh, to you. But but I want you to understand this. The Bible talks about three categories of saints during uh the tribulation. Now, it talks about uh old covenant saints, and old covenant saints are those people who believed uh God, trusted God uh for eternal life prior to uh Jesus coming. Then there's what is called new covenant saints, and new covenant saints are people. Who have been born again because they've believed on the resurrection of Jesus, and new covenant saints will be raptured. So you've got old covenant saints that are going to be that are going to be raised up. You have got the, the dead in Christ that are going to be raised up, but you've also got new covenant saints that are going to be raptured. They're going to be caught up, snatched out of this world. And then you have what's called tribulation saints. Now, tribulation saints are those people who actually Get born again during the tribulation. And many of the tribulation saints, it will cost them their lives. Uh, but many of the tribulation saints, it will not cost them their lives. So, and I bring that out because many times we will see, we will see, uh, uh, you know, the idea of saints being raptured. Then we see the idea of saints being overcome by the Antichrist. And it sounds like there's all of these contradictions. Uh, but, they're, but they are not contradictions. It's talking about different types of saints, Old Covenant saints, New Covenant saints, Tribulation saints. Now, when you look at this category of people here, you have what I believe are five options concerning how you can die, and I'm telling you, this choice is yours and here's the interesting thing about it. Every time you fail to make an, an appropriate choice, your options reduce and get smaller. But if you make an appropriate choice right now, then, then you now have every option on how you plan to cross over. By the way, you know, at some point in the very near future, I will do another heart physics model called crossing over. I have helped so many people cross over and uh and I've discovered so much about why people linger in sickness and it just goes on and on and on and on and on, why people are tormented, uh, and, and how we can eradicate all these fears. So at some time in the near future, I'll be talking to you about a series called uh crossing over, but that will be a heart physics module that you uh you have uh meditation exercises that you are going to do with it. So let's talk about the five options concerning how we can die and what our, what our choices are. First choice number one is we can die as an unbeliever. Now, if we die as an unbeliever, the Bible says pointing unto man wants to die and then the judgment, and the person who dies as an unbeliever, they will stand before God in what's called the white throne judgment. And that will be where uh, you declare that you didn't want to live for God. You didn't want to live in harmony with Jesus. You did not want to uh, accept the free gift of righteousness or you're standing before God on your own merit. And the Bible says everyone that stands before God in the great white throne of judgment will have their, fire, their part in the lake of fire and brimstone. So I don't know about you, but the whole unbeliever thing, that, that's an option that you can clear up right now by making a choice to believe the truth about Jesus dying for your sins, God raising Jesus from the dead for you, and uh, uh, you choosing to surrender to him as Lord, which takes care of that. Now you begin a whole new journey. You get born again, you begin a great journey. And any of those of you who are not born again, I hope you will listen to this and I hope you will will heed to this. Now then, this, then the second option of how you can face death is a believer who is in fear. in other words, who still is afraid of death, who, who still is afraid of meeting God. and even though you know that you're born again, you may still have that dread. You, you know my dad uh man i I really feel for my dad and and what he went through because uh he was born up in a mean religious family that was judgmental, that was critical, that was legalistic, that was everything that could make you afraid all the time now fortunately, I had the opportunity to pray with my dad, lead him to jesus and and my dad's life changed you know uh, uh but he still struggled, and I remember. Just before he crossed over, I was getting ready to go out of town. I knew I wasn't going to be here I had a sense in my heart that he'd probably die while I was gone and so I sat down with Dad and spent some time with him and uh I wanted to help him have peace to cross over and you know I did that with with my mother i did that did that with my stepfather I did that with I do that with people all the time that are facing the possibility of death help them. Make the decision, am I going to cross over? Am I going to stay here and get healed? Which way is it going to be? What am I really ready to do? So I was helping my dad deal deal with facing eternity. And I'll never forget one of the most heartbreaking things anybody has ever, ever said to me. You know, uh, I was talking to him about assurance of salvation. I'll never forget. He said, son, I, I know, I know that my sins are forgiven. He said, I'm just afraid. He said, I just lived such a wicked life. And so you don't want to be a believer that is still dealing with those kinds of fears when you get ready to cross over, but you can do something about that. You can begin to uh, read read the scriptures, and you can begin to make godly choices, and you can begin to commune with God. And like I say, once we release this, this uh, heart physics module on crossing over, you will have some tools to help equip your heart to face that with, without fear. Now, there, there, then there is another option, which I love this option, and that is you can be raptured. You say, well, how can I choose to, to be raptured? If you surrender your heart to Jesus as Lord right now, then you become a candidate for the rapture, and so that means that as a believer, you are one of those people who will hear the shout of the groom, and you will hear the sound of the trumpet, and you will be immediately transformed and leave here, uh, leave planet Earth, and not have to go through uh, definitely won't have to go through the great tribulation. Now, you know, there's all kinds of questions about when the rapture is going to take place. I don't even try to answer those questions. I don't even know, because based on the doctrine of imminence, which means the rapture is something that can happen at any given time with no given warning, we, we have no prerequisites that say this has to happen first, and then you, you can have the rapture. We have a lot of things where it says, after the rapture, these things will begin happening, but we don't have things to say, okay, now, when you, when you see this, you know for a fact that the rapture is here. See, now, we, we confuse all of our doctrines about those kinds of things because we confuse the second coming of Jesus with the rapture, and so we got all kinds of signs about the second coming of Jesus, uh, but we don't have any signs for the rapture. Now, as believers, we should know and understand the season that we're in. But here's the thing about, about being ready for the rapture. If I'm ready for the rapture, it's not just the fact that I, have, that I have gotten born again or that I am born again. It is the fact that I am looking for the, call, the great uh, catching away, the harpazo. I am looking to be caught up. And so I am now living my life with a whole new expectation that changes the way I approach everything, because if I'm living life saying, you know what, I don't know that Jesus is coming back tomorrow, but I need to be living like Jesus is coming back tomorrow. I'm going to adjust my life. I'm going to live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow. Well, man, I'm telling you what, that changes everything about how you are enjoying and how you are benefiting life here on planet Earth. So, so the real question is this, Elm, uh, i really ready for the rapture. And have I made up my mind that I believe the rapture? Do I see it in the Bible? Now, we're going to talk about in upcoming, in upcoming messages, we're going to talk about some old, uh, old Testament models of the rapture, and there are some very clear models of the rapture. My favorite Old Testament model of the rapture is Enoch now Enoch uh the bible says he walked with god and then he was not you know i find that to be a very interesting passage of scripture uh, and i kind of connect that to the scripture where it talks about abraham being the friend of god and as i over the decades as i've looked at all of these different concepts it's amazing how that we have this paradoxical thing with God where there are certain things we need to know, we need to be precise in them, we need to be precise in certain things that we do in a relationship with God. But at the heart of it, more than anything, it is a loving, casual, father-son relationship. And so, you know, I look at Enoch, and Enoch wasn't really trying to do anything particularly uh, unique that, that, that I can tell. But stop and think. So, so you got, you've you got Enoch. Now, Enoch, uh, by the way, some people believe that Enoch was actually born on the day of Pentecost, and many people believe that he was probably caught up on the day of Pentecost and that ultimately the rapture will happen on the day of Pentecost. I don't, I don't know if that's, if that's true or not. But here, here's what I do know: I want to walk with God like Enoch did. I want I want to be a friend of God like Abraham was. I want to have this relationship with God that is that is that is holy, yet casual. That is that is deeply, deeply, deeply personal, uh, yet based on the Word of God and based on all kinds of factors. Uh, of data and information that, that God gives me, but my salvation is all is personal. I, I, I want to have that kind of relationship. So, so Enoch, by the way, had a son named Methuselah. Now, Methuselah uh, was the oldest living man in the Bible, and so Enoch named him Methuselah because he had an understanding. He had a A realization. That realization was the name of Methuselah means, when he is gone, it shall come. Well, what it are we talking about? We are talking about the it of the flood, and so Methuselah is was caught up and taken away and did not experience death, and all of that happened before before the flood. Now, when Methuselah died, uh then that was the marker that the flood now was going to begin, And so eight people were saved in the ark, which is a type of being in Jesus. So, so, uh, uh, Noah and his family, they were a type of people who were saved through the flood because of being in Christ, uh, which, uh, that could, that could speak very much to, uh, being raised up with him in newness of life. Uh, Enoch was delivered before the flood, and he had absolutely no indicator what day any of this kind of stuff would happen. And so so when you look at Enoch and you look at Abraham, there's a couple of very interesting things that I see there. Uh, th- there were massive, important, critical events that took place Uh, as a result of Enoch and his life and his ministry. And then after the flood, there are all these critical things that happen because of Abraham, his relationship with God and and his life. Well, what's interesting, God said of Abraham, and he got ready to do something, he said, surely I need to discuss this with Abraham. Surely I need to do this. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't remember the particular scripture reference on this, but but at one place, God says, one of the reasons that he tells Abraham things that are yet to come is because he knows that Abraham will teach his children. So here's something you want to realize. If you are wanting to prepare your children, if you're wanting to help them get ready, then uh, then you are making yourself a candidate for somebody that God is going to reveal things to you on a personal level so that you will know how to equip uh, your children, your grandchildren, and and your family. So, so I need to decide what I believe about the rapture. I need to decide whether or not I am doing the kinds of things uh, where God would have a reason to tell me what's going on. And I believe there's a possibility that many of us can know way more things uh, than than, than we can ever imagine that that we can know. So, you know, 1 Thessalonians 4, 15, which I've already read and we'll read some more. It says, for this this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep, speaking of those who have died. It says, for the Lord himself will descend with, uh, from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Now that word caught up is the Greek word harpazo. And in Latin, in the Vulgate Bible, is a word that sounds a lot like rapture. And it's where the word rapture comes from. So we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. You know, uh, I'm telling you. You can't do enough end-time teaching to comfort people. You can't tell people enough information about the Antichrist to get them to overcome their fear of the Antichrist. You can't. There are just so many things that we think that we can teach about, and those things in and of themselves will deliver people from fear, and they will not. The, where we find hope and comfort in this day, in this age, and in this wicked world is by talking about by preparing for, by understanding what options that we have because of the fact that there is going to be a rapture. You know, one of the most encouraging things we can share with one another, we can share with one another, that we don't have to stay here and go through the tribulation, and we're definitely never going to go through the wrath of God. We are delivered from the wrath of God. So we need to be We need to be uh, living our lives as people who know that there is, in fact, uh, a tribulation on the way. We know, in fact, it will be the worst tribulation that the world has ever seen since its beginning. But we know that, number one, we are delivered from the wrath of God. These people that keep telling you that you're going to have to go through the tribulation because of sin in your life and you're going to to experience the wrath of God. They do not believe or understand the most fundal, fundamental aspect of the gospel, and that is through Jesus, we are delivered from the wrath of God, and that is repeated over and over and over and over through throughout the Scripture. We also realize that even in the Old Testament, and there's a lot of other examples I'm going to refer to, even in the Old Testament, we have the perfect example of somebody and we talked about Enoch being caught up, and suddenly he, he just was translated. He just wasn't here anymore, and he escaped the, the, the wrath that was coming on the world because of the Nephilim and because of the evil that was going on and because it was the only way to save the bloodline of Jesus. So, so we've got these models. And 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 really, just think of how encouraging it is to think. You know what? I, I'm not going to have to go through the tribulation. I am not going to have to face the wrath of God. God is not upset with me. What's going to be happening at the end of the world? Uh, the first three and a half years is going to be the Antichrist trying to overthrow the world, and the last three and a half years is going to be the Antichrist and all of those who have armed themselves together against God. They will be destroyed. And then at the end of the seven-year tribulation, Jesus sets up his kingdom called the millennium here on earth, where he will sit on the throne of David and rule and reign in righteousness for 1,000 years. Man, I'm telling you what, I I dread what's coming on the world. I dread what people are going to be facing. But you know what? I I have incredible hope and comfort because I know about the rapture. I understand the doctrinal position of the rapture. I have this sense in my heart that uh, being a part of the rapture. And so, may I don't know about you, but I, I, I got faith all of this Listen, be sure and check out the uh, audio series of this. got about 50 hours of great teaching that will help you, that will be a blessing to you and help you take a deep dive in the rapture and all, all of these things. So, you know what, share this with your friends and start talking about the rapture, start studying about the rapture, start thinking about the rapture uh, so that you can have uh, hope and comfort blessings i'll be talking to you again soon thanks for listening to the weekly impact ministries world changers podcast with dr jim richards if you like what you've just heard we encourage you to share our web address www.impactministries.com or drjimrichards.com with friends and colleagues be sure to check out the resources section of our website from previous broadcasts and our videos Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.